you are listening to the Sermon Podcast at Bethel. We're an evangelical covenant church located in western Wisconsin outside of Ellsworth, and you can find out more about us on our website, BethelCov.org. My name is Todd Speaker. I'm the pastor here, and thank you for listening. God is good, amen? Amen. We have a uh, God who transforms people, who changes stories, and defeats the things that hold people captive. Amen? Amen. You know, every year um, when Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge comes and they sing with us um, or sing with us and and for us, they share uh, their battles um, with addiction and substance abuse. Um, I notice, you know, everyone that comes through our doors, they're all, all fighting a battle and they're all relying on God in one way or another to carry them through that. Uh, and I know for me, having been here now a few years and seen the choir a number of times, I find their stories so encouraging and so hopeful because, um, because it's clear that God is carrying them and because they're real about what they're encountering, where they've been, and even uh, their concerns about the future. You know, often when they come and join us, we'll sit around tables and eat and share, and, and they'll share about being at very different points in that journey. And the, the men that were going to come to us, I'm certain some of them you'll find have been there like a month, and some of them have been there 11 months. And there's a big difference between that, isn't there? There's people, I'm not so sure that this is going to work out. I'm not so sure that it's possible for God to work in this situation. And then on the other side, oh my word, look at the ways that God has worked. Pray for me as I go back into the world. And and they're all over the place. And so I want to encourage you, at the end of the service, we're going to have a list of the guys that are going to join us. I want you to write those names down. And pray for them over the course of the next year. And we'll put it up on a slide at the end. Uh, But it's so important because this is for them and for the guys that we're going to come through those doors and and for the the other men and women all over uh, over the area that are are suffering and struggling with this uh, in a a teen challenge program or in an adult and teen challenge program. We want to be praying for them because they are fighting a battle. And, and when I hear their stories every year, I'm, I'm struck by, by two, two things. You know, one is the way that, um, I, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this that's not too, um, uh, too much of a downer, uh, but uh, the thing that, that hits me is, is the, the power of, of evil at work in our world too, right? You know, the, the way that evil in the form of addiction and substance abuse can just grab hold of somebody when they least expect it uh, and, and just wreak havoc in, in our lives, right? Um, people will share, and, and we heard today, destroyed relationships, um, struggling individuals, hopeless situations. And so I'm always struck by that, just that, that deep darkness. And then uh, contrasted with that amazing hope, right, of a God that steps into situations that I would consider impossible, hopeless, like there's no way to solve those problems, and God steps in and brings uh, freedom and transformation. And whenever we're confronted with, um, 
the reality of, of evil in our lives. Whenever we experience that, whenever we see something um, uh, dark or hard, um, <clears throat> whenever we're confronted by that, um, we don't always know how to respond. And I often notice that when the choir comes, uh, some, everybody's in a different spot sitting here too. And, and even myself, you know, there are times that people will share and I'll have a hard time looking at them <laughs> because I hear the, the pain and the struggle, and it's, and it's hard, and I'm sure they encounter all kinds of different people um, because we all respond to evil in different ways when we see it. You know, some of us, we want to look away. We want to cover our eyes so that we can go on living our lives like these things don't happen, like the world is maybe better than it is for others of us when we're confronted with a story of just pain and suffering and struggle. Um, our temptation is towards despair, and I think we move across these three responses. We pop between them. You know, sometimes we cover our eyes and pretend. We distract ourselves. We uh, cheer ourselves up in some other way. We wish it away. Um, sometimes we despair, right? It just seems so hopeless. We feel overwhelmed in a world um, where this kind of thing can happen to somebody. And we say, why, God, would you make a world where this kind of pain and addiction and struggle and evil seems so unbeatable. Uh, because no person is safe from the power of evil in the world, and, and if you live long enough, you'll encounter it. Uh, and so what do you do? And some of us um, do the, the last thing. Um, there's a, a temptation, and again, we pop between these. There's a temptation towards um, self-righteousness when we encounter the struggle and the, the battles that others are facing with evil. We say, ah, I'm the one that can solve your problem. We say, oh, good thing I make good choices with my life, and that could never happen to me, we, we pull into self-righteousness. We ignore the fact that the disease of addiction and other kinds of imprisoning evil can come for anyone, no matter how uh, smart, no matter how self-controlled, no matter how special. Well, when, um, when God sent Jesus to earth, when uh, God's own son uh, was born on the earth and walked the earth 2,000 years ago, uh, people reacted to evil in these same ways because humans are human and it doesn't seem to matter how much time goes by. We all uh, tend to react in the same way. Some people in Jesus' day, they, they wanted to ignore the presence of evil and explain it away. They want to say, oh, it's not so bad as it looks. Uh, let's focus on this instead. Um, others were so disturbed by the presence of evil in their world um, that they actually uh, fled a town. They, they packed up their bags with a bunch of people like them and they moved out into the desert to try and create a community free of evil. Uh, they had a name, they were called the Essenes in Jesus' day. And they, and they spurned culture because it was bad and they created their own special little haven free of evil. And, and others, um, others pretended that evil couldn't touch them they pretended that they were too good, that they had it too well figured out, that they uh, were strong enough in character and morality that they would never be tainted by evil like these other people. The Bible, um, um, their name of this group of people is called the Pharisees. They said, hey, I'm good. Let me help you be good too. They wanted to be the heroes. And when Jesus walked the earth, he ran into all these kinds of people, not so much the Essenes because they were living out in the desert by themselves. Um, but, but he, he walked in all these kinds of people. 
And he offered a different response to evil than our knee-jerk reactions, our three knee-jerk reactions. He offered a response to evil that's not uh, denying reality, uh, nor is it uh, falling into despair and giving up on the world, and, and it's certainly not pretending that we can solve all the world's problems. He offered another uh, response. Uh, his way, uh, the one that leads to true freedom and true hope and true living in reality of a world that is in fact tainted with evil, his way uh, was um, allowing evil to capture and kill him on a cross and defeating it there. Uh, you see, Jesus allowed evil to get him, but three days later, when his greatest trial and temptation to uh, spurn the cross that was ahead of him, three days later, when his temptation had passed, Jesus rose again from the dead. And when he did, we believe as Christians that he defeated sin and death and evil once and for all in a very real way. We believe that when Jesus ascended into heaven, uh, before he ascended into heaven, he promised that for all those who would follow him, death and evil and sin could be defeated in them and in this world too. He promised that anyone who accepts him can be made new and is promised an eternal life, a life that doesn't end starting today, and that one day he would return to earth and finish the work that he started on that cross and in that tomb. And so we call that, uh, as Christians in the church, we call that the good news, the gospel. And it's good news because those other three ways of dealing with evil um, are incomplete and they fail us. And so this is the good news. And the, the good news of the gospel offers us this, that we can recognize evil and be honest with it. We can look it right in the eye in our own lives and in the lives of others, and we can see it as it is. We can say, this is real, this is powerful, this is destroying people, and we are vulnerable to it just as everyone else is. We can recognize it, but we can also say this, that despite the power of sin and death and evil in the world, Jesus' victory is real and powerful too. In fact, it's more powerful, amen? And it's available to anyone. At Bethel, um, this month, we've been walking through uh, the Lord's Prayer, the Kingdom Prayer. And this is the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray when they asked him uh, how they should pray. Um, this is the prayer that he taught them. And, and we've been walking through the Lord's Prayer together. We've been reading it uh, line by line. And he invited all those who would follow him now and, and forever to pray it. And so uh, we're on the last line today. But I want to invite you, if you're watching online, you're joining us here in the room, to read aloud um, the prayer out of, out of Matthew. Uh, and you can read it with me. I'm going to turn around and look to make sure I get it right too. Matthew 6, 9 through 13. This then is how you should pray and, and with me. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Deliver us from the evil one. In this short prayer that Jesus invited his uh, followers to pray, he says some really important things, doesn't he? He leads off with a reminder that God is both Father, who loves us, who's nearby, who knows how many hairs are on our head and loves us like children, 
but that is also holy, separate, and different from us. A father that we can uh, spend our whole lives trying to be transformed by and know, but the minute that we're convinced that we've got it all figured out is the minute that we are no longer relating to our God and Father. Amen? Amen. Uh, Thy kingdom come. Uh, Jesus uh, mentions this because it's a reminder that God is bringing his kingdom of heaven down to earth, and we commit to being people who are living in such a way and caring for people and on the other opposing side of evil and all the places that we live and go because we believe that God's rule and reign came down on earth in a very real way and is continuing. Uh, Give us this day our daily bread. We're reminded that we are utterly dependent on God for everything. When we pray that line, it's a, it's a radical line to pray, especially in, in the culture that we live in where we've convinced ourselves that we're our own makers and that we're responsible for our own destinies. We pray, give us this day our daily bread because we know that everything that we have comes from God and we are invited to care for and provide the daily bread for others. Last week, we talked about being forgiven our debts. How the reality of human life is that we are all owed debts by others. We all have people that wronged us, that failed us, that let us down, that borrowed that $20 and you're never going to see it again. We all are owed, but we also all owe a tremendous debt. And we can't possibly expect God to forgive us our enormous balance if we're unwilling to forgive the small IOUs of our lives. Uh, So so we, we... That's what we've been going through, and we're on that last line. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And that's how uh, Jesus envisioned us ending the prayer. Deliver us from the one uh, who, who does evil and the power of evil and lead us not into times of trial and testing. So we pray that. Uh, we look at the reality of pain and sin and death and evil in the world. We hold that in our hands And we remember that those things are beaten, ended, defeated in Christ. And so out of that we pray, lead us not into trials and temptation, because Jesus already passed those trials on our behalf. And deliver us from the evil one, because the evil one is beaten. And, and this is the reminder that we have, uh, that no matter how large evil looms, no matter how bad things get, no matter how convinced we are that things are terrible and they're never going to get better, no matter how, uh, how evil works in our own families, in our own lives, in our own most hopeless situations, Jesus' offer still stands. Evil is beaten. We can be delivered from it. We can be saved and made new, not just in this life, but forever. So uh, those of you that are joining us here in this room and online, and if any of, any of you guys are, are suffering or struggling with something enormous, and the gentleman that we're going to pray for at the end of this service, uh, whoever you are, may we know when faced with evil in our lives and in our world, may we know that Jesus is greater, that evil is beaten, and anyone can be set free. We pray, deliver us from evil. And when we do, we breathe in the victory of the cross and the empty tomb. 
We put our hope in the only possible solid place. Can anyone tell me what that possible solid place is? The person of Jesus Christ, right? Can anyone tell me what the one solid possible place is? Christ alone. Can anyone, and and this time for for those watching at home, I'm going to have to listen extra hard. Can anyone tell me where the only possible place, the only possible solid place is? You guys are good in here, but I need it louder for the people at home. You got to really yell. Uh, It's not in our bank accounts. It's not in our jobs. It's not in our wonderful, praise the Lord, full LP tanks. It's not in our um, 401ks or lack thereof. It's not even in Social Security. Sorry, those of you that are taking Social Security and that may never get it, different generations, right? Um, It's not in uh, a country. It's not in a president. It's not in a political party. It's not in a job. It's not in a... Ability to protect ourselves, where is it? It's in Christ. Oh, there we go. I think I heard you guys a little bit. Where is it? It's in Christ alone. Amen? Amen. Would you pray with me? Lord, thank you for the evidence of your deliverance that we got to see today in two recorded testimonies. Thank you, Lord, for the evidence of your work in the lives of people who all on the outside we might have looked in and said that situation is hopeless, there is no future, there is no possibility. Lord, thank you, God, for your deliverance. And thank you that that is available to any of us, no matter how far gone we think we are. No matter how uh, put together we were at one time and now wish we were, that deliverance is available to all of us. Because none of us have made it to the end. So thank you, God, that it is never too late to embrace your help. That it is never too late to be made new. That it is never too late for the power of your sacrifice, your death and resurrection to transform us. Thank you, God, for all you offer to us who admit our need and accept your grace. So we pray, Lord, we are slaves to evil. For the sake of your Son, set us free. Deliver us from it in your name. Amen. Amen. I'd like to invite um, Molly to come forward and, wow. That's scary. That's, wow. Let's praise God together, amen? You can stand with me if you're able. Thanks for joining us. You can find out more about our church, our live stream, and our in-person services at BethelCove.org. Thanks and have a great week.